It's time once again for a journey inside the twisted minds and unfiltered voices of your favorite sisters. Jamie. Hi, everyone. Oh, this is so exciting. Hello. Hello, my friends. And Paula. It would be like screwing a 90-year-old woman with osteoporosis. And now prepare yourself for the ugly truth. Welcome, welcome to The Ugly Truth, episode 47. Ugh! Ugh! Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. More and more every day. It's awesome. I know. And we'll always be free. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, whatever your, whatever the case may be. We will always be free. The audio will always be free. And ultimately, we will get an app going. We're waiting for the powers that be to approve the app. But we will have some opportunities for you to support The Ugly Truth in the future. There. Hopefully, our producer is happy that we got that out of the way. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> our little, our little uh, plug for whatever it is that he wants our, us to plug. Our tampon for the week. Yes, our, our yeah, right. Our tampon for the week is shop on Amazon.com through the Ugly Mall, U G L E E Truth.com, yes. Ugly Mall's tab. Oh, I did want to say that I did um, click through our our Avon page mm-hmm. and I did buy some Mark products. And I have to say, I actually really love them. Really? Really love them. Yes, I bought the. Um, I bought only Mark through Avon. It's the mm-hmm. Mark line. Yes. I bought eyeshadow, the little dot eyeshadow, and then I bought the eye. I bought like this eye primer stuff, and then I also bought this really cute because it was so pretty. It's like this all over face glowing type um, product that you can put on your cheeks or you can you can put it on your eyebrows. It's like. 12 little different colors it was really pretty so i bought all of those things and it was like 35 dollars. wow it was so cheap it was so cheap i'm sure i'm I'm trying to talk myself up because i have to admit that i am an asshole i'm an asshole do you have you ever heard that song by um that comedian he sings it's called a s s H-O-L-E. Everybody! I have heard that one. Yes, okay. I have heard that well, one. Well, that's me. I admit it. Okay. I am an asshole. I admit it. Why Why are we an asshole this week? I know, right? Every week there's a reason. Seems Last week, my husband, producer Dub, uh, got ill and he got the flu. He didn't get H1N1 or the bird flu. He got the seasonal flu. And he was very ill for like three or four days And I took care of him. He was, I mean, literally, he was bedridden. I mean, he was very sick. And I was worried about him. And I talked about how I called Dr. Mm -hmm. Lee and all of that stuff. And if you haven't heard that, catch up on episode 46. But What are you waiting for? You're burning daylight. I know, right? Listen. Go ahead. Hurry up. Listen. So, um, okay. So he decided by um, Monday or Tuesday, he was feeling better. So Monday, he stayed home. He really needed an extra day. He woke up Tuesday and felt, you know what? I feel pretty good. I'm going to go to work. Now, for Daryl to go to work, he works in the city. So we're talking like a two-hour commute on the train and then working all day and then taking off and coming home and doing another two-hour commute to get home. Plus, when he gets to the train station in Sacramento, he has to drive home another 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's not an easy commute. Right. I told him, I said, are you sure? I really think you should take an extra day. Maybe you should take Tuesday and then you're really going to be ready to go Mm because you really need to hit the ground running on Wednesday. It was a big meeting. You know, no, no, I'm fine. So he goes to work. 
by one o'clock, he's feeling like shit. Of course. Shocking, right? Because he has the flu. He calls me at three o'clock. He's on the bus. He's on his way home from work. And he is having an anxiety attack on the bus. And he's like, I don't feel good. My lips are tingling. I feel like I'm going to pass out. The bus driver interrupts our phone call to give him snacks because he looks like he's going to pass out. For God's sakes. You know what? He just... I just recall a certain time during childbirth where Mm -hmm. you were actually pushing a baby out and there was a couple of nurses handing him orange juice and, and, (laughs) you know... Because he had taken a knee. Taking his pulse and all this stuff. And I'm like, let's not mind the woman that's pushing out a, a, you know, a a 10-pound baby. Let's, you know... Let's worry about Pay the attention skinny little to man the, on the, the side. The skinny, pale, you know, sweaty thing. <laughs> right. Who needs orange so, juice? <laughs> God. I'm on the phone with him and he's like, I just, he's all, <sighs> I feel like I'm going to pass out. I said, listen, you're fine. You're not going to pass out. Just eat the snacks that the bus driver gave you. <laughs> and you'll be all right. Have you had anything to drink today? Well, I'm drinking a Gatorade right now. All right. Drink your Gatorade, drink your water, eat the snacks. You'll be at the train station before you know it. Now, listen, I am not minimizing the fact that he is feeling this way because you he is being, feeling this way. You weren't being condescending or anything. No, I was being serious. Now, you know me. Now, I am <laughs> saying these things. That must have taken things. a lot. <laughs> it, it did. That's the problem is that it's, it's against my nature. I am I am maternal with my children, and when Daryl is very, very ill, I'm absolutely that way. But this is the woman who drove specifically difficult and windy with my ex-boyfriend to make him throw up because I was so angry that I had to pick him up drunk one day. Oh, I mean, wow. like, I purposefully made him sick. I was so angry. It's very difficult for me to have any real natural, genuine concern for right. someone right. who has pushed it. And shouldn't be where they are anyway. And, you know, went against advice that I gave them. And now they're sitting in the city two hours away. No way I can help them and, other and, than talk to them And on the keeping phone. in mind, you're what, uh, just, a you know, six weeks out from a major stomach surgery? Exactly. <laughs> and yet we've spent two episodes yes. now talking about Daryl's flu. Right. So that's why I'm an asshole. I, I am fully admitting to the fact that I am a jerk. That I am completely uncaring and selfish. I'm glad Although, you're saying that because I'm really failing to see how that's possible. But go ahead. <laughs> so I, maybe we're maybe we're equally assholes. I think so. Probably. I th- and, that's, and that's probably why we're related and why yes. we're sisters because you understand me. So I'm like, you're fine because I'm sitting here listening. And I'm like, I'm just not seeing the asshole part. Eat your snacks. <laughs> Rest. Don't do any work. Just compose yourself. Take some deep breaths. You'll be fine. He's like, I feel like I'm going to pass out again. I'm breaking out a cold sweat. I said, listen, (laughs) relax. I want you to get out of the vehicle. I want you to get out of the train. I want you to take the shuttle to the car. I want you to take some deep breaths. And I want you to call me when you get to the car. And we're going to the doctor immediately when he gets home. I'm like, in fact, I should just meet you at the doctor center. I jeez. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? if If you're this ill... After six hours of work and four hours of commute, I mean, we need to we need to have you evaluated. You know, maybe you're relapsing. So um, I blew off a meeting that I had, uh, a parent meeting that I had, and I said, all right, we're going. So he calls me from the car. He's like, well, I'm feeling better. I, I did take the shuttle. The conductor came out because he was worried about him because he looked so bad. So he gets Wait, to the, the car. Wait, the train he- conductor? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was. He must have looked terrible. What is he making a scene in all of these public transportation? Um, you know what? I don't know because I wasn't there. All I know is this. I think 50% of it is anxiety. And 50% is he's very ill. And he probably had, and he had no business going to work. Right. So he gets home. He's pale. He's got black circles under his eyes. He is convinced that he's over-medicated himself. He thinks that he's taken too many um, all-day cold and flu remedy pills, like Robitussin or NyQuil or Daytime. Unless he took the whole package, I'm sure he's... I told him, I said, you have not over-medicated yourself. You are ill. It says not to exceed in four hours. Yes, it's fine. I mean... (laughs) And so I said, he's but, a you grown know, man. I mean, it's not like, you know, he's he's a four year old that weighs 20 pounds or something. Exactly. So I said it, it was expired by five months. That isn't what caused your <laughs> weirdness because he's concerned. He's like, well, maybe but maybe that's why. And I said, no, actually, when they expire, they actually lessen in. Strength. They lose potency. That's why they tell you not to use them. They will right? get stronger and then kill you. I said, you are sick. You shouldn't have gone to work. You're tired. That is the issue. So he comes home. He immediately reclines. He he immediately goes to bed. And I said, listen, I'm okay doing this. I said, but you really need to go to the doctor because you're supposed to go somewhere tomorrow overnight for business. And I really don't want to find out you have pneumonia or some other weird flu thing. So we're going to the doctor. So we finally, I get him at his ass out of bed and we go to the med center. And you know what? Thank God for Obamacare. There's no Medi-Cal patients anymore at Med Center. Okay. It's all private insurance. Okay. So there's not 100 people waiting like at the emergency room. Right. So we walk in and the physician assistant evaluates him. And Daryl goes on about how he's taken too much medication. And I'm sitting there quietly because I'm getting angry. <laughs> because I'm like... I don't know how many times I have to tell you. Why are you in the room with him? I asked him if he wanted me to go. And he's like, well, I don't care. Which means, yes, yes. come with me. Well, I mean, that's so your own fault. He has an, a temperature of 98.5. <laughs> his, his lungs are clear. <laughs> Everything's fine. Okay. So the the so he so Daryl goes on and on about how he thinks he took too much medication, and I'm sitting there looking down at the floor because I'm getting angry. And the reason that I'm getting angry is because he didn't heed my advice, and now all of this is unnecessary to me. This is unnecessary. So the the guy goes, you know what? You just have to be careful. You know, you, you can't. You know, you got to make sure you're not taking too much of this or that. And I'm sitting there going, he didn't. Take yeah, like, don't too indulge him much. Please, do so, you know what you're doing? Like, I would have been glaring at the doctor. It's two men, like, though. It is two, two men. So the guy goes, all right, I'm going to write up your instructions, and you're free to go, and you you can get checked out at the front. I get up, and I, I flee as fast as I can because I don't want to say anything. So we're sitting in the waiting room waiting for the person to call and say, if you don't feel better in three days, call us back. Mm-hmm. You know, just the usual protocol. Right. And he goes, I, and Daryl's like, I, I feel like maybe you're mad at me. And I said, I'm a little irritated. Yeah. And he's like, why? I go, well, we just spent $50 for a guy to tell you that you're fine and that you need to rest and that you didn't over-medicate yourself. Like I said, a million times. But you weren't going to listen to me. No. You have to listen to some physician's assistant to tell you. Right. Fine. We get in the car. We get home. I'm still irritated. So here's the problem. Now, for the next couple of days, every time I, I feel compelled to say, so how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, well, 
well, you know, I have this this really weird pain in my chest, and and my lips are still tingling, but I I just don't know. <coughs> and I'm like, why? Why is he saying? Why do you keep because, asking him? Because I feel like I'm I'm required. Like it's my job you know he probably would appreciate it if you would stop asking because he probably is afraid to answer now well finally he's like i really feel like you're irritated with me and there's really nothing i can do about this i said you know what i'm just really over you being sick i'm over you being annoying he's like i'm being annoying i go yes you are <laughs> yes. being very annoying your existence i find annoying and he's like and he he's coughing all the time and i said have, and finally i'm like have you taken any medication for that he goes well like, i'm afraid to take anything and i said listen take something please really for please. all of us take something and here's the problem though i'm an a-hole because let's not forget i am not completely you know uh, uh, absolved i had surgery I know that I was a patient for four weeks. I remember the take your pain pills. How are you doing? You know, I remember all of that. I don't remember complaining and I don't remember saying every 10 minutes, I feel weird. But what I've come to figure out without completely, you know, like I I haven't already is this. All men, they can handle cuts, bruises, even broken bones. Can they? Be- I don't know. Because it's tangible, and although they may be whimpering about it, oh, they can see it. That's true. It's not the unknown. Okay. But when their head is swimming or their stomach hurts, especially, you know, even when they've had too much to drink and they feel like they're dying, they will tell you they think there's something wrong with them, even though it's nothing. They can't handle not being able to tangibly understand what is going on with their body. So they become big, whiny babies. That is true. That is what happens. And so I have done a significant amount of eye rolling, a significant amount of heavy sighing. And he's like, you think, and then finally, I think it was yesterday or today, he goes, don't you think I know how annoying I am? Because it's like, it's really come, it's, we've crescendoed. We're, we're at, we're, we're at the crest of annoyance because I can't take it anymore. And I said, I've taken to drinking. (laughs) I need you to get better. I'm done. I'm over it. And he's like, and, and here's the thing is he's like, I know because it's not like, and it's true, did not complain one time when I was recovering from my surgery. Didn't complain one time when I was yakking up the day after I got home from the hospital or any of that, no one knew how much I suffered because I don't complain about it. I just soldier on and move on with my day. When I was deaf and dying. We just suffer silently. It's what we do. We're mothers. We're women. We have to. We shoulder it. We deal with it. But men turn into small children. And you know what? I'm okay with it. But when it's starting to taper off and they really need to just, just Man, well, man up isn't even the right word because they're men already. But, you oh, know, really? deal with it. They need a vagina Just, up or something. Vagina up, please. Cunt up. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. He's still coughing and it's still annoying. And now I'm just like annoyed and I'm just like, take some medication for God's sake. I'm over you being coughing. And he's like, tired. Everything's current. I just bought it at the store. You yes. Know. <laughs> no expiration date on this. You've got a God's year to use it. Sakes. So you should be fine. But here's the thing. This isn't about Daryl. This is about men in general. I challenge a woman to find a man who won't push it to the limit, become deathly ill, and be a big whiny baby for three or four days. 
that is the way of a man. It I just think is. that probably ha- you know I wonder, and I'm just thinking out loud here. Like if you know if you're in some sort of you know African tribe or something like that, you know the guys that walk around with their junk hanging out, and they've got yeah. like you know elephant tusks going through their nose, and they've mm-hmm. got like the stretched out earlobes, and they you know do those little poisonous darts for food and everything like that. What happens when they get a cold? Like, do their wives sit there and bitch and moan about having to, like, rub, you know, weird aloe ash on their face and, you know, whatever. Like, if they're just like, you hunt buffalo and elephant for a living, you know, I don't want to sit here and listen to you, you know, (laughs) complain about you possibly having malaria or whatever it is that you think you might have. You know, or don't you know that I was, half, I was half alive when I gave birth to that baby in the stringy with the flies on its head? <laughs> right? Do you not remember that? Where were right. you? Oh, yes, you were standing there, but now you have a cold and you're sneezing up some frog illness. Right. And now I'm rubbing herbs and ash on your chest while you right. recline in the tent crying. Now about you it. have three flies on your eyes instead of the usual two. You know, yes. it's just like. You can only eat a little bit of the leaf paste that I've prepared for you. <laughs> Too bad, buddy. That Buck would up. be funny if we could like somehow get, you know, women of the world together and cumulatively find same. out if if all of these things are like, you know, <laughs> worldwide. It doesn't it is. matter. It it's, is universal. It's not just American men. It's everywhere. It Nigeria. Is I know you're listening. Yes. Nigerian we prince. We need to know. We know you're bathing... Your bathing beauties probably assist you in your illnesses as well. Well, he probably has a you know nurses for that. Wet he probably has a nurse. Whatever. Exactly. See his see his wife is lucky. That Nigerian wife is lucky. She doesn't have to deal with it because they have a nurse for that. Hey, this is what I'm saying. Like, you know so what? That me, polygamous show, Sister Wives, is back on the air, and oh I'm starting God. to think. I'm like, maybe they have it right. They have a good thing going. You can shuffle him off when he's sick to the he's one wife that can handle wives, it. He's got wives, so every fourth night they only have to see him, but they're taking care of the rest, like financially. You know what? I'll be honest with you, though. In all honesty, never met more four miserable women in my life. More crying than I've ever done in a year. Those women are crying constantly. They hate each other. I'm just wondering if most women just by nature cry a lot. I I can tell you this, that if I was sharing a man with three other women, not that that would ever happen, but because I would be the dominant woman. And so it would be, there'd be a lot of crying in their lives, but I could never, would never, I don't think practicing polygamy is not for me. I understand that it's a religious thing and that for some women that's, you know, that's just the way it is. But I have seen several shows on polygamy at this point and have not seen one woman who is actually satisfied and happy with her situation. See, I might be okay with it. I just wouldn't want to have to interact with the other ones. I'd be like, look, I don't care that we share the guy and that, you know, he's out of my hair. I just hair, don't want to know you exist. But I don't want us to have to go and do shopping together or, know, you know, do crafts or like take our kids to the park and stuff. Like, why can't we just like, you know, agree to disagree and like, you know, go our own way <laughs> And then we just push him around, you know, where he's yeah. got to go. But I don't think it works like that because it's a religious thing. So they're like I a guess. really big family. But you know what you could do? You could marry someone who's in the mafia. And he had, you know, those mafia guys have a wife and they have like mistresses. But see, that's the problem. I'm never the wife. I'm they. I'm always the mistress. Me too. You know? And I'm not saying I have been, but for whatever reason. And it's... 
I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because I'm so different that I'm not the marrying kind, but I'm definitely the kind that they want around. Yeah. What what's what is the difference between a wife and a mistress? That's what I want to know. Um I've been both. Uh, well, me too, actually. But I've um, had more success at being a mistress than I have a wife. Me too. <laughs> so well, no, saying. okay, first of all, no, I'm successful a wife. I'm obviously very successful yeah. as a wife. You may have been upside down on the deal for a while, but now, I, you know. Yes, things are working out. Things are starting to pay back. You're starting to have some equity now in the, uh, Absolutely. the wife department. <laughs> yes, I've built up some equity, some significant equity. But as a mistress, it's more about sex and convenience and uh, the, the 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 bonuses of money, whereas a wife, mm-hmm. it's security. Okay. And if anything were to happen to the man, there's benefits to that. Plus, you get the kids. Mistresses don't have children. So it's I think true. that's the difference is that you feel a little more. And plus, there's, there's more of a um, level of respect as a wife versus a mistress. That's true. It's a not mistress ex- is always a whore, no matter what. It's not as exciting. It's... Not as taboo. That's no. true. That's true. Yeah. I'm and that grows like old, a, by the way. Well, and that's why you move on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know any... Who wants to be a professional mistress? That just sounds awful. I don't. That does make I've you heard, a whore. It do, Well, yes, it does. Because you're... You got past the exciting phase where it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, this is kind of cool and exciting and so taboo and so wrong. And what if somebody sees this? Oh, my God. And then yes. after a while, it's just kind of like... You're paying my rent in my condo. Yeah, right. And they are kind of like, it does become like an awkward, almost like a weird marriage in some way. And it's, but you don't get the benefits of being married. So to me, it's like, mistress is great when you're in your 20s. It's just a bad business deal. Yeah. And you just don't understand what you're giving up, you know, and you don't understand what the risk is, you know, and then. That is true. And, you know, once you've been in love you realize how well, shitty is it is. To be it's very true. It's very true. And you mm-hmm. know, I think about the things that I've done in my past, and I'm just thinking, you know, it's 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 a wonder I even made it out of my 20s alive. Because I know if I ever met my 20 year old self, I would have killed myself. <laughs> I just would have right. I would have off myself, and um, because I just would have because I just thought I was the shit, and I had no respect for anyone or anything. Nope. But it's because I, but you know, I didn't know. That's the number one, but that's the number one rule of being a mistress is you have no respect. Period. For yourself or for anyone Or for anybody. Yeah. And that's how you're able to get away with it. That does make sense. But now that we're all old and parents (laughs) and wives or ex-wives or whatever we are. There's nothing the uglies love more than some retail therapy. And now you can support your shopping habit and this show by visiting UglyTruth.com. Jamie and Paula have picked some of their favorite online stores and products and put the links in their new Ugly Mall. Remember, the Ugly Truth will never charge you for audio content. So this is the best way to support the show. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. And now back to the show. We really need to talk about the fact that this is award show season. Is it? I hadn't noticed because every time really? I turn on my television, there's nothing but, you know. Some celebration of some celebrity of some award. At first, it's exciting. And I don't, maybe I'm just out of it, but I don't remember there being so many damn award shows. I knew there was like the Academy Awards, the Oscars, and like the Grammys. But the rest, I don't even know where they came from. Well, I I remember it was Golden Globes, and everybody was excited about the Golden Globe nominations because it was kind of like an inside as to like who a the precursor, Oscars, yeah, yeah, who the Oscar nominations would be, and there was always some real rando nominations that nobody could understand because it's the Hollywood Foreign Press. 
now it's like the SAG Awards, and then I think the the Grammys are like in a week, and it's like they they smush them all together, and it really pisses me off because. All of the shows that started up this season, you know, for the new season have started up like a week ago. And then mm-hmm. they all go on hiatus for two weeks. Yeah. Because of all the stupid award shows. So, um, like, uh, this weekend it is the SAG Awards, which is the Screen Actors Guild, which is peers nominating mm-hmm. peers. And that's going on. And, uh, you know, for me, it's all about the fashion. Like, I could really care less about who wins. I've seen none of the movies. I don't, I don't even care. watch the awards. Well, most of the movies that are getting nominated, they're still in the theaters. So I'm just like... I know. These things just came... I mean, to us, they just came out. But, you know, right. whatever. So... And I never watch the awards. So I just watch the red carpet and I usually pick yep. on people. But... I love it. I don't know. It's just... Here's my two cents. And maybe it's just because I'm old. But a lot of the dresses are really beautiful. But it's so hard for me to watch these red carpets anymore because... These women literally have no bodies. They're like little 12-year-old prepubescent girls. They're just girls. like little sticks covered in cloth. And it's just like the dresses <laughs> might be pretty, but I mean, they're just there's no figure to them. I mean, I these people so don't have like... breasts. They don't have hips. They don't have asses. They're just all these little sunken Flat. in you know, hungry sticks walking around with, you with know. With extensions. Right, because they're not even healthy enough to grow real hair. And they have, you know, an ungodly amount of makeup on and i'm just like mm-hmm. why why do we i not idolize but i mean you well, know but we do these people I mean, or push do. them to do great things and i'm just like god it, it just it'll probably never happen but here's I, a perfect example of that uh carrie washington from your show that you love scandal i love her yes she came on she was on the golden globes and she is very pregnant i mean she's very pregnant she's probably seven or eight months pregnant yeah she's pretty far along and she was wearing a dress. She looked normal. She I had know. a normal looking body. Well, I mean, even on that the show, tell you. when she does the sex scenes, I'm just yeah. like, if you took off the hair and the bra, it'd probably look like a teenage boy. Yeah. You know? My, my point is that a seven month, pre- a third trimester pregnant woman looked normal weight on television. <laughs> I know, right? What does that tell you? Like, how I thin mean, do you have to be? And that's what I know. How hungry must those poor women be? And I don't even know if it's a hunger thing or what. It's just like, they almost look like, you know, when people um, dig up, like, dead bodies and they find, like, them not mummified, but whatever. And it's just like, all they are is, like, this weird wispy hair and these giant teeth. Emaciated. Yeah. That's what celebrities look like to me. They yeah. all have these giant teeth. But it's mostly because, you know, their teeth are normal. It's everything else that's shrinking around them. And right? they've got they're like too, this... They're too small. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I don't get the just the thinness. And I, and even the... And you know what I really hate is when the men are so tiny. It's so weird to well, me. Like Ryan Seacrest ti- looks well, like a midget. Ryan Seacrest is. He's like 5'2 or 5'3. He's little. He's so small. They're but all I mean, little even though. These, these tiny men like Jeremy Renner, they look they their shoulders are so little. It's like, what is that? Six inches from shoulder to shoulder? You're so small. Like I just keep it's thinking, so you know, these award shows seem larger in life, but if I actually watched one happening, it'd probably be like, you know, little green army men on parade. You know what I mean? Right. It'd be like we're they're in the Munchkin land. And we want you. It just, yeah. it wouldn't make any sense. And that, I don't know. It just, I'm over certain celebrities. I'm over them being emaciated and thin and looking, you know, sickly all the time. And I will say this probably until I die. What? If Juliana Rancic does not oh eat something. 
She looks so bad. I know, you know, Stephanie will defend her till the I know day she, she dies. Will. Our sister. She is such a huge fan of Julian Rancic. And you know what? She's done a lot. She's married well. She has, you know, a beautiful life. But she's so fucking skinny. She's so emaciated. It's unhealthy. It is. She looks And horrific. it doesn't even look good. I mean, it's literally it like she looks like a, a coat hanger. You know, I mean, like the dress that she wears, mm-hmm. they don't even look good. Like it literally looks yeah. like it's just hanging She's on her body. She's swimming in it. I know. She looks like a mannequin. I saw a picture of her. I mean, could you imagine having sex with her? I'd be well, afraid. I would be afraid. It's like, it would be like screwing a 90-year-old woman with osteoporosis. It'd be so strange. It'd be so bony. I remember, I I think I've said this before, but I remember I I dated a guy and I said, well, you know, because I have a pretty round Mexican ass. Yes. And, you know, at some point it's been said that it's it's one of my best features. However, I'm very self-conscious. And I said that to a guy once. I said, well, I don't know. I have a pretty big ass. He's like, hey, let me tell you something. Bony asses suck. When it comes to sex. That's probably true. Yeah. There's there's always, you know, there's someone for everyone. There are people who like the tiny, flat, skinny asses with no meat. But most men prefer curves. Even if you're little, they still want you to be athletic or in shape. Anything. You know? But I mean, Anything. not just skin and bones. Like, I don't even, she doesn't even look like she has muscles. Like, her whole body's just been eaten alive by itself. <laughs> And I know it's so true. You know, Poor it's Juliana. Just, Eat a sandwich. God, you're Italian. You're in something. a you're in And disgrace. I'm sure there's gonna be a story that'll come out if it hasn't already about, you know, her struggle with some sort of eating disorder or breast something cancer. like that. No, I'm she's over the breast cancer. That's like Yeah. She doesn't have it anymore, does she? No, 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 no. She she had them lopped off like most smart women would. Right. If I I swear to God, Paula, if I ever even had an iota of breast cancer. I would lop them off and get new ones in a minute. Well, I, yeah, I mean. Because she's the same way as I am. She was like, and even her husband, she's like, for the rest of my life, if I didn't get them completely removed, I would always be terrified that I, because you have to go back like every three months. If you have a lumpectomy, you have to go back all the time to be checked and rechecked. I'm like, screw that. Cut them off. Give me awesome new ones where I don't even have to wear a bra anymore. And I'm good. You know what would make me really mad? Like, what if you were like an A cup and then they Mm -hmm. said you had breast cancer? I'd be like, are you fucking kidding (laughs) me? Are you serious? Like, I would be so mad. I'd be like, you know what? Go freaking figure that my (laughs) tiny little mosquito bites would get breast cancer. I have a tumor. Like, I couldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to call it breast cancer. I'd be like, I have nip cancer. Like, I'd be so mad because, I don't know, do women who have A cups refer to themselves (laughs) as having breasts? Like, is that... Is that allowed? I don't know. Hey, you know what? If you get, if you get breast cancer, you're allowed to say you have breasts. I'm sorry. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, if I had, you know, like, if I took off my bra and my boobs disappeared, they'd be like, where are your boobs? <laughs> oh, they fell, they're over there on the floor. When oh, you took sorry. Off my bra. They, they've shrunken in. They've shrunken like, in. I'm what, sorry. What happened to your boobs? <laughs> it. You know what? All I'm saying is that Juliana Rancic, eat a roast. Anything. Eat, eat some spaghetti. Eat Anything. another human. You poor thing. For God's sake. God, I, I, I just, just, she's so, so small. So, yes, these award shows, I'm over yes. all these people. And they all strike the same pose and they do the <laughs> sunken in, like they've smelled something bad, pursed yep. lips look. And I'm like, is this just like, you know, 
narrowing their eyes. Is this all part eyes. of their rehearsal or their code that they have to do? Like, I would stand there uh-huh. awkwardly like, hi. You know, actually, I'd be so excited. I'd be, like, grinning and waving, and my arms would be <laughs> flapping around. <laughs> and like, hi, everyone. Oh, this is so exciting. Hello. Hello, my fans. I'd be one of those people yeah. that would have, like, um. You'd be like Jennifer Lawrence. You have, we would not even care. You'd be like, hey, whatever. Yeah. She's so cool. I actually, really, really like her. I'm afraid we'd be, like, the Lena Dunhams of the world. Oh, my God. No, don't even say that. That is terrible. I would never wear a yellow fishtail dress. You know what's sad about that? That She's dress so was, pale. That dress was designed by Zach Posen, and he's actually really, really quite talented. You know what? Here's the thing. This is the thing I've come to learn about Lena Dunham. She's brilliant. She's a great writer. She's even a pretty good actress, and she's funny. I think she's actually pretty funny, and I think we would be mm, marginally friends. If I knew her in real life, she's a little odd. Yeah, She'd if be my you're odd comfortable, friend. if she, you know, if at any given moment she was just naked. Yeah, she she has. A and thing I know about that she's gone on and said, you know, that's your issue. You know, I'm comfortable with my body. Whatever. I'm like nobody gives a shit if you're comfortable with your body or not. We're all comfortable with our bodies to a certain extent, but it does not mean that any any given moment you could be walking around naked. Because she's like, you know, the the show is reality. It's supposed to project reality. And I'm like, I in reality, no. I am not that naked all that time. Right? I'm not walking around naked. Well, I mean, you know, you can you can wish I was walking around naked all the time. Well, not you personally, but other people. But, you know, Daryl's like, you vacuum naked, don't you? I'm like, yes, yes, I vacuum naked while you're gone at work. You're right. Saying, I walk around like, all know, day long nude. She makes it sound like, you know, in that show, I mean, she's always having like this all sorts of crazy animalistic, you know, white Mm-mm. flapping, you know, roll no. fat sex. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, yes, we all probably do that. But at least we have the common courtesy to turn the lights off because we don't want to see each other do that. You know, I don't want to see a guy, you know, his giant gut, like, flobbing flobbing all around, you know, with hairy, and it's just, And by the way, never have I peed in the shower with Daryl in it. Never. Did she pee in the shower with someone in there? There was a scene where he peed in the shower when they were in the shower together, her boyfriend. That has never happened. I'm trying to think if I've had a guy pee in the shower before. Never has that happened to me. And, um... I'm pretty open, and that has never happened, and I would not appreciate it, and I would be furious. Jamie, you are not open. <laughs> I don't know why I you even sex- just said hey, that. I am sexually open, and I'm very okay with my nudity, but I wouldn't do it for a camera, and, um, you know, artistic or not, I would never do that. I don't even think I could do, like, you know those people who get paid money to pose nude for, like, art classes? I could never do that. Never. I'd be so self-conscious of my stomach. I it's not even me about it. self con I don't even know if I'd be self conscious. I just I would be feel naked. I mean <laughs> Well, people do it and people attend those classes and they draw the nude form, but I would even never even after be able to sex. Do it. I'm only comfortable with nudity for like a good fifteen minutes and then like, oh. you know, once the basking has ended the and then you get up to go pee for the second time, yeah. that's when you're aware your ass is like right there exposed and I'm like you know what I'm gonna cover up I need my robe yeah and and I don't know if it's just because whatever like I said the endorphins are gone and and (laughs) you know the wool has been pulled back away from the eyes and you're just like if I get up and walk to that bathroom right now I am very naked and Um, they're going to see every little cottage cheese stroll (sighs) as I go there you and I dis, dis we defer because I am very okay with nudity. I am not ashamed of my body when it comes to the inner room. 
at all. Know. I'm pretty. I, just, I feel like pretty okay. That probably because when I look at myself when I walk around, it's like looking at primitive man on the chart. Well, you know, just less the hair. I feel all slouched and. Here's the thing, though. I mean, I I am my own worst enemy. I'll go I'll go every day when I go to shower and I'm naked and I look in my mirror and I have that huge mural size mirror in my yes. bathroom, like you do. And I'm standing there, I'm looking, and I see, you know, I have a scar now. I have another scar mm-hmm. in that same area. I have two scars. And I'm looking, I'm like, God, I look like a serial killer got a hold of me. And, you know, God. I survived. That's that's the way I look at it. It's so horrible. And let's not, you know, I'm not 29 anymore. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, God. And I mean, I see every, every single flaw every day. And I say that. And I know, you know, there's all those, you know, your body's beautiful. And they take those pictures of those fat girls. And, you know, their their fat is gorgeous. And they're naked. And I'm like, no, none of that. Oh, you none mean of that. real women have curves? And I'm just like, it's not a curve. Real women do have curves. But that doesn't mean we want to see it. I don't mind being naked in my own house. You know, Sadly, Daryl has chosen to see me naked until he dies. <laughs> All right. That's what he wants to do with his life. <laughs> That's his choice. And I've told him that. I'm like, this is it. Soak in the, the view. Well, honey. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's a two-way street, Jamie. Well, that is true. When he bends <laughs> over, he looks like a goat. But, you know. All men do. God. I just don't want to look. And you know what? I I think I've made it clear to most men in my life. Don't bend over naked in front of me. Like, why would you do that? That is far too much ass for anyone. You know what? Nudity is a funny thing. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but you know, for me in in my house, I mean, I I'm not one of those weirdos who's naked like, in front no, of their children or anything weird like that. Your se- your segue statement there, I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> no, I'm not one of those people, and I would never be nude with guests unless it was some kind of strange party. But even then, I've never thrown one of those, nor would I. I was just gonna I be like, I yeah, warn me I next time. I don't want to do that. I think one time in my life, I got naked in front of some friends. We were so incredibly hammered. But we were, God, that was forever ago. Everybody goes through that, haven't you? Maybe. Yes, exactly. We've all done it at least once, <laughs> right? My point is, yes, is that there's acceptance in numbers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. At least two other people. Then it's OK for some reason. We're going streaking. And I think and of course Pota you're the only somewhere. naked one running down the street. Yeah. And you're the only one. With your one. Nikes on. You're like, oh, just kidding. I thought we were all doing it. Where, where is everyone? No, they're all coming. That was like, in that movie. My butt uh, oh, my God. And then he backs into the van and everyone's like, oh, my God. Will Ferrell, freaking gosh. <laughs> He's very comfortable with his nudity. And he is a hairy man. Jeez. He and Lena Dunham could get together and have a movie. Well, they yeah. They really do some things. I was just really disappointed. So, actually, I did tweet to Zach Posen. Um, I said, why? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I said, why did you let her wear your dress? I'm like, Lena Dunham wearing any fashion, it's like the equivalent to, like, fashion cancer. Like It's it really just, is. It's not good. But I think... He had a check and balance that night because Sofia Ver- Vergara, oh, yes. she was also wearing Zach Posen. So it's just like. It's like the polar opposite. It's like it's like he was still OK because yes. she was wearing it. But I'm just like, God, I'm like, if I was a designer, they're like, oh, Lena Dunham wants to wear you. I'm like, no, that's OK. <laughs> it's all right. No, no thanks. Mind. I don't make 
I can't make anything that ugly. Lena Dunham can do the gap thing that Sharon Stone did. She could wear a gap button up and some skirt. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. after a while, I don't. I, she'll probably have to. I can't think of well, any other you know what? She goes actually going to want to like put their stuff on her. She'll probably design her own clothes. You know? She goes out of her way to hunch over, make weird mouth faces, and mm. make sure that everybody can see that hideous ink tattoo that she has, that unfinished tattoo on her shoulder. She doesn't spray tan. She doesn't do She's anything. She's like really weird, like like a hunchback. Like, she has bad posture, period. But I mean, she's kind of like fat up there. And I don't even know how that happens. Like, how do you get like lard on your neck I don't know. She's very back, soft looking. Like Quasimodo-ish. Yeah, she does look kind of soft. Kind of like, she just looks like a potato or something. Like a peeled <laughs> potato. No muscle tone. Just soft skin. Uh, pale. Like a raw turkey. And- hunchy in fact where's her mother going stand up straight lena that's really what she needs is she needs someone to remind her to stand up straight because you know what she's actually not ugly i'm pretty sure body parents you know for as naked as she is i'm sure their least concern is her posture but not only that but you know what for god's sake can you put on a freaking thing of Spanx? No. Because that's really what she's missing. She wouldn't. She's missing a lot of things. She looks like she's going to senior ball. Like someone made her go to senior ball with her gay friend. I think she actually looks like, you know, a 12-year-old tomboy that they made wear a dress to church or something. And she's going to wear like some weird little like clip in her bangs just to like try and attempt to look feminine. Girl it up. Right? (laughs) Like here, put a a bow on it. It'll make it look like a girl. Maybe it'll look like a girl. You know what? It wouldn't kill her. You know what? If she really is uncomfortable, clearly uncomfortable in couture wear a pantsuit go Celine Dion wear a tuxedo I mean I know she everyone knows she's not gay it's not like it well, would be do they I was thing. actually just gonna ask I mean maybe she's she... not she's dating the front man of some band that I can't think of right now whatever I am a little bitter because I am trying to as you know sell my house yes. and I it's a two it's like it's it's become the two things I probably hate the most in life. One, mm. moving. I absolutely yes. hate moving. But two, selling your house sucks because as long as your house is on the market, you have to let people come over and look at it. Right. Because that's the only way you're going to sell it. Right. And so the weekends, which are supposed to be like my downtime, have become like, you know, I incessantly clean or, you know, that we have to be ready. Right. And at any given moment. So, I mean, I probably showed my house like 10 times last week and I was in my pajamas and my robe. And after a while, I'm just like, whatever, come on in. I'm standing there with my cup of coffee and I'm just like, hi, come on in, take a look, you know, whatever. But this is the part that annoys me. People have to call because we're living here and they need to make an appointment. You know, they can't just show up. Right. And if you're not going to stick to your appointment, at least call and let people know because someone called today and they said we'll be there between 11 and 12. So on a Saturday, that's like the worst time because that's like shower time. Everyone's getting ready for the day, all that kind of stuff. Right. At least in my house. And so I'm just like, all right, fine. So as soon as these people come, then we'll get ready because we're going to go because we were going to go look at apartments, which has become my second worst thing to want to do in life. And so by 1230, these people hadn't come. And it's just like, you know, the kids were getting hungry. We all wanted to take a shower or a bath or do our thing. But, I mean, you can't do that because if someone's going to show up, you know, the dogs have been locked in the garage for an hour and a half. And so finally I called the realtor. They didn't answer. I called back. They didn't answer again. And so I left them a Mm. message. And I'm like, look, if you want to see this house, then you have to come at such such time, blah, 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 blah. 
So we're going out. We finally leave, shower, do everything because I'm just like, forget it. I'm, I don't care. And so we go to look at apartments because that's, you know, I've decided. Well, I haven't decided. I thought moving to an apartment would be cheaper than trying to rent a home. So I'm going okay. to these different apartments and the rent is about the same as renting the home. But where you think it would be less expensive would be the deposit. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think that's changed from renting an apartment. So, for example, there was a two bedroom, one bath apartment. It was $1,200 a month. Okay. Kay. There's a $40 application fee. What? To, to apply to see, to check your credit and everything. Oh, that's okay. so crazy. The deposit for the apartment is 500 If okay. you, but it can go up to 1500 depending on how good or bad your, your credit. credit is. Okay. Um, because I have pets, there's a $500 pet deposit per pet. Oh my God. And then there is a $15 a month pet rent per pet that is added to your $1,200 your rent. rent. And then in addition to that, there's a $65 fee that you have to pay per month for your water, sewer, and garbage. And so to move in, hypothetically, if my credit was terrible, I could have a $1,500 deposit, a $1,000 pet deposit, and then $1,250 in first month's rent plus pet rent. Oh, and then add $65 to that for water, sewer, and garbage. So you're paying like $1,400 a month. To live in an apartment. I would have to pay almost $3,500 just to move in. Why don't... Then you might as well rent a home. I Right. A but house. I'm just... And this was almost every single apartment that I looked at. Oh, God. Moving sucks. If you have pets and you want to move into an apartment, don't. Now, of course, some of the feedback I got was that, you know, well, the apartments that I'm looking at are probably a little bit more pricey because I have I don't know a standard of living god forbid but I'm just like oh I'm sorry I don't want to live with you know commoners or whatever or, or I want <laughs> washer and dryer in my home or whatever yeah. and I want I don't know I want a gated community I mean yes these are probably all things but I'm just saying that it's just it's ridiculous it's ridiculous I hate it so then when we drive home it was 5 30 the last person that was supposed to look at the house was at four o'clock I had like four people come today Wow. I know. I'm sick and and, and I'm sick of sh- letting people come and look and no one's buying it because they're just looking for fun. I don't know if they're looking for a comparison or if there's just a lot of houses or what it is, but I'm just like it's so inconvenient because every weekend either we stay here and let them look while we're here or we leave and have to be gone so people can look in peace. I'm it's just a juggling act so yeah I get a call from this one guy and he's like uh yeah I wanted to come look at your house and I'm just like okay I'm like are are you a realtor and he's just like oh well uh, you know we have a cash buyer well I'm like are you a realtor and so eventually I got out of him that he was not a realtor what does he want he wanted to come look at my house but I'm like Mm. if you're not a realtor no no, so then, show up in your home, right? And so then, finally, a realtor gets on the phone, and he's just like, "Sorry," he's like, "We were looking at a lot of houses today. I had the client calling a couple people, and I'm like thinking, okay, that's classy." He's right. like, "We want to come look at the house. We'll be there between four and four thirty. And I said, "Okay, fine." So the kids and I get home at five thirty. We pull up to the house. I kid you not, Jamie, there were ten to twelve Asian people in my yard. What? And in my driveway. With, you know, and they were all taking pictures, of course. And (laughs) 
I was just like, what is going on? And so I pull up and I get out of the car. And so one of them's just like, hi, we were, you know, we called earlier about looking at the house. I'm like, yeah, between four and four thirty. And he's like, yeah, sorry, we're running a little late. He's like, do you care if we look now? Yes. And so then I'm looking around and I smell smoke and there's an older gentleman among the herd who's smoking on my front lawn And, you know, I was just like, okay. So I get back in the car and I shut the door because I'm going to lose it at this point. So they all, you know, go into the home. The guy puts out a cigarette and then goes straight into the house. And I'm like, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you for not smoking it up in my house. So, right. And so um, and I could swear he was like smoking like camel reds or not marble reds or whatever. You know, the probably wrapping his own at this point. That wouldn't terribly surprise me. And Mm -hmm. so... They go in, they come back out, you know, they're not even in there five minutes. And they're like, all right, thanks, you know. So I have take the kids inside. I have all my Target bags and everything. The house smells like smoke. You know, I shut the blinds. They're still standing in the front yard taking pictures, talking, you know, and everything. And I'm like, get out. Go. You know, geez. It's just, it's so rude and so inconsiderate. And I'm just like so sick of it. And I'm like, either buy this place or get out. (laughs) God. You know what? You're going to end up living with me. That's what's going to end up happening. Well, I mean, if I I can't, I'm just, I don't know how the average person lives, like moves. Like, how do they get from point A to point B? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I honestly don't know how people, I mean, do maybe I'm just really poor with money and I don't manage it and I don't have four to $5,000 lying around at any given time, but <sighs> I just don't I know no how idea. people can do that. So you're right. I probably will end up living with you. Oh God! I'm well, not it'll be actually it'll be really fun. It would be fun. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> I no, it would not. It would. We'd have so much fun. It'd be fun for like a weekend, and then I'd yeah. be like, I have to get out of here because you wouldn't last one night of Monday Night Raw or Olivia screaming because she couldn't take a bath or. <sighs> My kids are going through this phase again where they just decided they don't want to listen to me anymore. And it's not because they're not hearing me. They're just choosing to do their own thing. Okay, speaking of, I didn't watch it live, but I did watch it later. Kate Goslin from Kate Plus 8 was on the Today Show. And I don't even know why she was on. Like, I don't even know why she's relevant in society, but apparently somebody somewhere... She blew someone somewhere. I think it must have had to have been Matt Lauer because there's the, uh, you know, because right? it's always the Today Show. It is. Well, and she was People on the magazine. cover of People recently. And I'm just I like, know, with her with her twins. Again, with the twins. And she was all smiles. And I mean, to me, her smile just said like, thank God we're on the cover of People again. We're relevant. I mean, are they, the only thing I can think of is that she's being paid for this. I'm not sure. But my, my point is, I think she's trying, well, I think she's trying to peddle her twins for like Disney Channel kind of crap. I think. There is not a soul in the world that would ever want to have anything to do with any of them. <laughs> She'd be the perfect stage mom if you think about it. I mean, she's she she knows the business and she knows exactly what she needs to do, what buttons to push to get her girls on a show. Yeah, but clearly she couldn't get them to perform. Here's what's hilarious is that they are about as typical 13-year-old girl as you can possibly get. They are not show business material. They're on this show and they're on, and I don't even know specifically other than they're supposed to go on there to basically say our mom is not a, a, is, is not a total bitch 
and we are fine and normal girls. Now, yeah, we weren't affected by the fact that our, we were filmed basically filmed from birth for until we were seven. Half our life. What I think is funny is when I saw this, first of all, they are assholes. Those little girls are jerks. They always have been. That's what 13-year-old girls are supposed to be. They are full of hormones. They are selfish. They are narcissists. It doesn't matter yes. who they are. It, it doesn't matter where their lot in life is. They're sitting there thinking, this is what they're thinking. Oh, my God, my friends are going to see this. I have to think about how cool I can be without totally being a jerk on television with my mom. I'm with my mom. I'm totally humiliated. I think that's exactly what they were thinking. And when that one girl said her mom was basically speaking for her and Mm -hmm. then Savannah Guthrie says, is that what you think? And she's like, well, she pretty much said everything. Yes. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you are such a seventh grader. That is exactly how they behave. I have had three of them. And that is all they are. I I just wish more than anything, and I know this isn't going to happen, but it's just like I want Kate Gosselin to just let the dream die. I just want her to let the dream die because I don't want to see her and her. I I think she is. I think she is a despicable human being. I really do. I know that she had a following. I know everyone loved her, and for a while, I watched the show too. But after it was when her marriage started to go south. When I was just like, okay, you guys should probably stop doing the show and focus on what's important. But that was my mistake for thinking that that's what she thought was important. And and her little husband actually thought that was important too. And you know what? And regardless of what he says, he still thinks it is. He's on another reality show with some girlfriend that he's banging right now. Oh, for heaven's sake. Couples well, therapy. Well, what else is he supposed to do? I mean, God, he was working at, you know, a Black Bear Cafe as a waiter. Yeah. I mean, living in the I woods. That's what he's... He... The thing is, is that ultimately what happens with these reality shows is you ride the wave. If you're smart, you ride the wave, you get your money, and you fade right back into oblivion. That's really the smart thing to do. But that's just the thing is, is what smart people you find. You show me a smart person that does reality TV. <laughs> I, I know. think that's the problem is I just they don't are think... the craziest people. So I don't crazy. I don't feel an ounce of pity for her or for those little wretched children. Wretched I mean, and kids. those kids. Actually, I do feel bad for the kids because I think they are completely a product of their environment. And I don't mm-hmm. think they had a chance in hell. Uh, you know, and, and I don't think it had anything to do with the cameras. I think if the cameras hadn't been there, they probably would still be as fucked up as they are today. Well, I don't. You, the thing is, is that I don't necessarily attribute them to being fucked up. I think they're just 13 year old girls and 13 year old girls are gremlins. They go through this hormone change where all of a sudden it's all about me. And it doesn't go away until they're like 15 or 16 years old. And I am speaking from experience. I know exactly how that goes. That's true. And at 13 years old. You're in the thick of it right now. If someone said to me, hey, Jamie, let's have you and your daughter, Malia or Mackenzie, when she was 13, let's have you on TV, let's interview and let's discuss her favorite sport, water polo or swimming. Let's get, I'd be like, hell no. Are Are you you kidding me? Do you know what you're asking? (laughs) Like you do not want her on television. Like you don't want the three of us together on television. I mean, I would be angry and hateful and probably ground her by the end of our three minute segment. No, 
They're terrible children. And you know what? I don't want to hear that your kid is the exception to the rule because the reality is, is they may be like that at home, but that means at school, they're bitches and they're probably the bully because they're they're terrible at that age. Everybody knows teenagers are terrible. And in, in regards to Kate Gosselin and those two children or whatever, it's just like, it kind of just reminds me of Mommy Dearest in some ways. Like, I think that, you know, she probably... And here's the other thing, too. Kate Gosselin is, like, undateable. She, I know. She probably has not been laid in years. Years! God, except for those really freaky people that get off on, you know, the fact that she's some notorious reality show person. That's So she's either getting strange no. or she's getting nothing. You think she let some weirdo touch her? I mean, no. she didn't even, and I think we've had this discussion before, <laughs> she didn't even get impregnated by her own husband with these children. By her own husband. I know. It was artificial she had insemination. To have so, I, I, mean, I think that if if a penis actually penetrated the vagina, it would break off. I, I mean, think, seriously. There is I, I don't no know. I way. think like there would be like a sonic boom somewhere, like, you know, against <laughs> nature. Like it broke the sound barrier or, you know, there'd be a mushroom cloud somewhere. I'd be like, what the hell happened? I don't know. Somebody just tried to have sex with Kate Gosselin. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? She's a woman that could use the bullet. She's so uptight. I think she's she probably woman. has to. And I, you know, maybe she's the kind of person she's like – that kind of person that just doesn't need sex. You know what? That woman, that is a woman who's never had an orgasm. Oh, God, that's sad. You want to know what a woman like, like that, that looks like? Someone who won't let, let go, who won't relinquish control. That is what that looks like. That sounds... Unfun is yeah. what that is. And her children, crazy, rude <laughs> little brats. I wish whoever thinks that the people still want to see them, they don't. And look, I mean... They were on TV, and what is everybody talking about? Not about their life. Nope. Not about their about- teenagehood and how normal their life is. They're a laughing stock, and it's just so, like they, they you know need what the to lesson let it is? go. Here's the lesson: love your children when they're young, because when they hit puberty, they're unlovable. And then when they're 16, all they want to do is drive. Now, my daughter is 17, 18. And the reason that she wasn't allowed to learn how to drive is because she wasn't mature enough. We, we tried it and it was terrifying. I mean, literally terrifying. And so now she's 18 and we're teaching her how to drive and she's actually quite good. So I'm actually really behind the law that, that, that's been discussed before where kids shouldn't get their license till they're 18. I think yeah. that's not a bad idea. That's probably pretty okay. I mean, when I, I mean, the day I turned 16, I got my license. Me too. But things have changed since then. Children aren't as mature as they used to be. And well, they, we didn't have cell phones and texting nothing. and, you know, all that stuff. Like, a bunch of distractions. I mean. No. The, well, the distraction I had was just, like, changing the radio station. And I mean, like, you know, the actual tuner. Like, trying to, like, yes. hone it in to. Well, you had you the know. six buttons. Right. What I've come to find is that kids are a little more sheltered than they were even 20, 25 years ago. And so their ability or their need to to drive at 16 isn't as pressing as it once was. Now, I do know parents who are like, look, we both work full time. If you want to go to your sporting events or whatever, you need to learn how to drive. And that's one thing. But most children don't even feel the need to learn how to drive until they're adults it's so weird gosh i couldn't wait to get my drive i couldn't wait either oh my god i just could not wait but now it's a little different plus 
you know, so I'm, I'm teaching her how to drive. She's driving herself to school and she has first period. So we have to leave at like 630 in the morning to get her oh to school. God. It's, it's dark and um, it's terrifying. <laughs> She's getting better, though. Thank God. God. And you know what? You guys actually have nice cars, too. I know. So that's why. Well, so nice that I won't let her drive my car. We're driving daddy's car to school the acura Jeez. because i can't let her drive my mustang it's there's too much it's it's a v8 and although that's not the most powerful car in the world it it's way matter. more power than she can handle and so we're, we're driving the acura right now so why but, aren't you guys um, driving like why don't you buy her a car and then that's what she's learning to drive on well we have our durango okay our Dodge durango we do have that but it is very hard to learn how to drive in that car because it is huge. Yeah, that's true. It's so true. we're teaching her how to drive. And then before you know it, she's graduating. So all I can say, and you know, when these time periods come, because now I've gone through, she's my third that I've taught how to drive. When I go through these periods, I think about when they were tiny little children, like your children's age. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh God, if only I could go back and simply need to keep them warm and fed and clean and wipe their ass I would love to go back to those time periods because that's when it's easy. It's so hard. Once they hit 12, 13, it's like, oh, I have to teach you how to be a decent human. Just kidding. I thought it was hard changing your diaper every three hours. No. That was simple. You could have had my kids at Target today who were misbehaving so badly they almost knocked over a cart. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh. were riding on the edge of an empty cart, both of them, and jumping, and they almost tipped it forward, and then I looked at them, <laughs> and I said, get off there and get over to the side. So they both were standing there up against, you know, the rice section with, yes. like, you know, all somber and sad, and I felt bad because as soon as I said that this couple turned the aisle, and they were looking at them like, Jesus Christ, what happened to those kids? And, of course, I had this, you know frazzled look on my face because I was just like, let's just hurry up and get out of here. I've had it with you guys. Like, I just, I can't take it anymore. You know what? And that's what's so funny is you think that's like the worst thing ever. I remember when Tyler was like two or three years old and he would start screaming in the grocery store because he was so tired because he had been at daycare all day right. and we're at the grocery store getting dinner and, and he's almost screaming. like seven o'clock at night and literally would pick him up and walk out because I'm like, this is a joke. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Chicken nuggets. We're out of here, you know, so we would just leave. I would give anything to go back to those days. Teaching them how to be decent humans is so much harder. I might feel it's that way so tomorrow, but today I was just like, I've so, had it with you enjoy guys. Enjoy it while you can. If people, I could have. If you've got little ones. Yes. Love your babies. So, <laughs> anyways, well, we better wrap it up. We're, you know, just babbling on. Yes, we are babbling. But, anyways, so this week was um, a very, very like. I don't know if I would say exciting, but um, we got some really cool comments on our Facebook page and we are just we thrilled to pieces with our new listeners or people who have been listening and they're just kind of like talking about it now. It just, you know, we're so just I think we just get so excited and we're so shocked that, you know, people we don't know listen and just I really know. think we're like so cool and love our show because it's it's just amazing to us. It is amazing. And every week the listenership grows. And to us, that is the most exciting part. Right. We're just, you know, we are thrilled to bits. We love reading your comments. We love reading your feedback. Um, we just love hearing, you know, I don't know, cool things like, you know, when people tell stories about how they listen at work and stuff like that. Like that is just so neat to me that someone's sitting there listening to us and like laughing <laughs> or 
where wherever they might be, wherever in the world, even you, Nigeria. <laughs> you know what my favorite. You know what my favorite comment is actually is we and we get a lot of these now. Is when um, when people uh, send us a little note saying, "Oh, I just found you, and you're so hilarious. You remind me of me and my sisters, or yes, me and my I best friend." Yes, I love that. That's my favorite. That is my super favorite because that is exactly why we do this. Because everybody has, well, not everybody. If you're lucky and you have a sister or a really good friend then you know exactly how these right. conversations go. You talk about literally everything. You make the hairpin turns. You you go from one discussion to the other. And honestly, men freaking love to eavesdrop. It's true. Because it's an insight into women, real women. We love our fly-on-the-wall men. Love it. Love you guys. We do. So anyways, keep if you want to comment to us or send us messages, keep it up because we never get sick of it. It's awesome. No, love it. And um, so even though we were a little uh, hard on the beaver this week, uh, our producer Dub, we do appreciate you. Well, I I do at least. I don't know. About I Jane, do too. Um, it keeps me in my Manolos. So yeah, that's true. But <laughs> we appreciate your hard work, even though we know that you've been uh, fighting this strange. Uh, disease virus thing that you have going on hopefully the doctors will find a cure for you soon and uh rub some tussin on it buddy maybe some leaf ointment or whatever leaf paste maybe some frog from some frog ash or frog ass i don't know but anyways (laughs) other than that i think that's pretty much a wrap like we said go to the ugly mall i know lots of you ask how to support us if you want to go there please buy some avon or mark products use us for amazon those of you that do because we know you do we appreciate that as well so until the next time have a fabulous fabulous rest of your january well i mean we'll be back obviously happy birthday martin luther king and (laughs) enjoy your week bye Aw, aren't you sad it's over? Don't worry, we'll have another episode for you very soon. In the meantime, connect with the Uglies online at Facebook, Twitter, and at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. And don't forget to share the truth with your friends. See you next week. <laughs>